Hello, and welcome to the first feature episode of QAHS Connections. In this episode, we hear from Gold Coast Health and Knowledge Precinct Marketing Manager, Kathy Kruger. Kathy shares her insight into the incredible research and development happening within the precinct. As the only school located within the Gold Coast Health and Knowledge Precinct, Kathy shares the many opportunities for networking, partnerships, and professional work, both while at the academy and beyond. So today I'm welcoming Kathy Kruger, who's the marketing manager of the Gold Coast Health and Knowledge Precinct. And Kathy is going to speak to us about various things um, on offer at the precinct and the emergence and growth of this fantastic um, infrastructure that's on our doorstep that is um, engaging in cutting edge research that is going to have global reach. So there's a number of themes and topics that we are exploring today, Kathy. Welcome to the QAHS podcast series. And uh, just to give some context for how big the precinct is and how big it, it is, will be eventually, uh, the information that I, that I have to hand is in terms of its innovative features, the precinct will eventually generate $2.9 billion for the Gold Coast economy and support up to 26,000 jobs. What is... Yeah. The particular attraction that you're finding that's offered by the precinct to key partners who are wanting to join this exciting hub? Yes, you're right. So the precinct's actually 200 hectares, so it's quite big, encompassing uh, the hospitals, Griffith University, of course, um, your school, uh, the area that used to be the Commonwealth Games Athletes Village, which now has a residential component, and also um, the area that we're looking to attract more and more businesses that are innovative along the lines of health and knowledge. So these sorts of innovation precincts are quite common around the world. But what we've got is, is also quite unique. We've got these hospitals and we've got the university campus there. Uh, we've got the land uh, and we think we've got the most important thing of all, which is the talent and the talent pipeline coming through. So we're looking at the areas that, um, that we can really establish niche excellence in terms of global, um, global excellence in those areas. And they're the areas we're really trying to attract um, companies into and obviously then also provide that workforce of the future for those companies. So uh, you'll, um, I guess, be familiar, or students will be familiar with uh, the idea of um, how technology has developed over the years, and uh, they may be familiar with the term Industry 4.0, which is basically the latest um, iteration, if you like, of revolution in how we, we do business and how we live. So starting with the Industrial Revolution, we see we had computers, we have internet, uh, and Industry 4 is really about, um, 4.0 is really about converging all those technologies. So we see this as being something that we can do here in the precinct, and particularly with a health focus, but also other things like additive manufacturing, artificial intelligence, big data, all those things that come together converge and just really create a new way of working. There is some concern from people that it's going to uh, take away jobs that are already here and there will be some changes and obviously COVID-19 has now made the future of work different again uh, but we really think that this is a, a trend that's going to stay so we're focusing on a lot on these industry 4.0 technologies. Everybody watching the screens and media at the moment we're, we're we've all watching with bated breath to see what's happening with um, development of the COVID-19 vaccine across the world and um, fantastic work going on in Australia with that. The um, Turning to the, the really pioneering health um, and knowledge aspects of the precinct, 
Clinical trials um, are underway and are at the forefront of all of our thinking, of course, with racing to develop the COVID-19 vaccine. The uh, clinical trial unit, so Griffith University's clinical trial unit in the precinct has got purpose-built facilities for phase one to phase four trials. And also the Gold Coast University Hospital and Gold Coast Private Hospitals are um, active in clinical trials and there's collaboration. The, the precinct and the very nature of it allows for that collaboration. Uh, can you share with us what, in, in what areas have some of the commercial trials been conducted? Yes, yeah, so we've actually had over, over 100, I'm probably going to say 150 um, now, probably uh, trials, different trials. So some of them are what we call investigator-led, where the researchers come out of the university, and some of them are big uh, multi-centre uh, trials that may be happening globally, some of which we've actually uh, taken a lead on, which is really exciting through some of the um, very great specialists that we have in the, in the precinct. So... COVID-19 has actually impacted the races on for the vaccine and for, for treatments. And there's a lot of work happening uh, within the university and also with the within the hospital on that, uh, on trying to participate in those vaccines or treatment research uh, projects. But it's impacted on a lot of other research as well. So that's a little bit of a shame because you may know the students are probably familiar with Institute for Glycomics, which is a flagship research institute within the precinct. And they probably also know about the um, malaria vaccine that's being developed there. So this is a, a whole parasite malaria vaccine, very exciting. Um, it's a product of about 15 years work, which is normally what vaccines take to develop um, in, in the laboratory there by um, Professor Michael Good AO. So he's a really distinguished person to have here in the precinct. We're very lucky to have him. Uh, he's a former head of the National Health and Medical Research Council. He's a Queensland great, a Eureka Prize winner. He's got a lot of um, credentials and he's recently been appointed to the National uh, COVID-19 Health and Medical Research Advisory Committee. So he's certainly someone that we, um, that we value a lot. So that vaccine um, development is still happening, but it's slowed a little bit, unfortunately, um, through the process of, of COVID. So, um, but as you may be aware, the new drugs, vaccines, diagnostics and devices have to go through a process of development in the lab. And then there's usually animal trials. And then the first step is to prove the technology is safe for humans. So they've done this with the malaria vaccine. Um, but we also have trials that repurpose existing drugs, which is another really exciting area. So we have um, trials that are looking at, at a, a drug uh, that is a blood pressure drug that could be used to prevent the recurrence of prostate cancer. So this is really exciting because it shortcuts that, that normal process of development of drugs. And then there's other things like chronic fatigue, Crohn's disease, Alzheimer's disease, there's medical device trials. So it's really quite diverse. Um, yeah, so that's, that's very exciting. And as medicine becomes increasingly personalised, we're going to see a lot more of this type of thing happening. So we'll be looking at you know, patients having an actual um, cancer uh, cocktail, if you like, of, of chemotherapy drugs or immunotherapy drugs that are based on their own genetic profile and might actually look at editing their genes to trigger an immune response to, to cancer, which is pretty exciting. Um, and also uh, having their own medical implant or device custom design for them. So it could be an orthopedic device. So that's, that's all really exciting. It's where we're seeing this convergence as well of skills. So you've got the science, you've got the medicine, you've got the engineering, you've got the business, and it's all coming together in those sorts of areas of clinical trials to bring them right through to commercialisation. So having these centres for research excellence, um, it's literally in our own backyard in the precinct. 
it presents opportunities for our students to align some of their school-based research with world-leading healthcare research. Um, an example of that, which I've read about on your precinct and heard from you directly, is in the interventional neurovascular radiology. It's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. It's, um, and using Griffith University's Advanced Design and Prototyping Technology Centre, a whole new world, isn't it, out there with medical science and technology coming together and working with specialists at the Gold Coast University Hospital. Can you um, share with us, give us some insight into that particular research? Yeah, it's really, really exciting, actually, Vanessa. It's, um, so we have a couple of clinicians who are, are really leading, world-class leading, and, and I know that term gets bandied around a bit, but they definitely are. So we have Dr Hal Rice and Dr Letitia de Villiers, and they're interventional neurovascular radiologists. Basically what they do is minimally invasive procedures to remove um, or correct aneurysms in the brain or pull blood clots out of the brain. So instead of cutting through the skull, they are using a technique where they uh, feed a fine coil wire up through from the femoral artery in the groin or from the artery in the wrist, all the way up through these tiny, like two, mil two millimetre, three millimetre wide blood vessels up into the brain. And then they use these coils or whatever to actually either extract the, the clot or, or repair the damage. So it's quite amazing. They use radiology that are on the screen looking at what they're doing. So they're mimicking that virtually as they're, as they're actually pr proceeding through the procedure. So, of course, it sounds rather complex and it is a life and death procedures. So in order to make them um, more accomplished in that or to train people and to prepare for these very complex procedures, what they've started to do is work with the industrial designers at ADAPT, which is the Prototyping uh, Technologies Institute, uh, and they're designing exact life-size replicas of these uh, blood vessels with the aneurysms in them, 3D printing them, and then they're using those models to assist in the planning and also to train professionals from all over the Asia-Pacific. So that's really exciting. They have, I think they've said they've done something like a 1,000 or more procedures. So they can technically have a 1,000 or more models. Each patient is different. Each, each um, condition is different. So, yeah, very exciting. And we're hoping to have a facility within the precinct that actually provides that simulation training for, um, for the... Uh, for the um, specialists from overseas. Uh, and it's really a good example of that collaboration because we're getting different disciplines coming together. One of the key messages that's coming through nationwide is for young people uh, that a number of jobs, a whole host of jobs are not, have not yet been created. So preparing young people for a world, entering a world where um, they need to be skill ready for jobs that have not yet been created is, is a core aspect of what we do in, in, at the academy and here at school. So in we, what we do know in preparing students for those the future of work, uh, they do need to have high-level skills in STEM, so science, technology, engineering and maths. Uh, that will best prepare them for a future um, being job-ready. Medical, and this is changing uh, rapidly and constantly in the medical field. So we've got uh, medical practitioners now integrating uh, technologies in surgical procedures involving same day, same procedure, 3D imaging and scanning, manufacturing, surgical resolution um, to fast track operations. And we know that the precinct is going to be at the forefront of artificial intelligence in healthcare. Can you share with us the transformative partnership work that's underway with IntelliHealth Queensland, um, Gold Coast Health 
industry and universities in this area of artificial intelligence in medical healthcare. COVID-19 has actually seen quite an acceleration in interest in AI. And so the state government established, has established the $5.5 million Queensland AI Hub, which is virtual at the moment, which is quite appropriate. And the Gold Coast leads that program of AI and healthcare. So much of that work has been focused on helping doctors and nurses in critical care environments, so intensive care units, actually make uh, the life and death situation decisions that they need to make because they've got lots of equipment that the patients are hooked up to. They're getting constantly data that's being, you know, that's being taken on that patient and it's using the data, um, not, direct, not directly the data that they're getting from that patient, but the data that they've got from before from many, many patients uh, and using artificial intelligence machine learning to predict what the outcomes might be at different stages if different metrics are met for that patient. So, so we have Dr. Brent Richards, who's the Medical Director of Innovation at Gold Coast University Hospital, and then Dr. Kelvin Rice, who's um, on that new AI board. So he's uh, the new AI board for Queensland. Um, and they've established a, a new company. So we're at the moment fitting out, or I think they've moved in the beginning of August, um, a new data lab at cohort. They'll have data scientists and they'll be working on a range of different applications for this. One of them is to provide some support around COVID-19 decision-making, which is obviously very exciting and very critical. But there could be a range of other things as well. So there's things like um, helping radiologists or radiographers and clinicians be able to uh, interpret uh, x-rays. So taking some of the uh, initial work out of that process and then um, using the AI to, I guess, vet some of the x-rays and decide, okay, well, this one is one that needs to go forward and have the clinician, you know, have a closer look at it. So that's really, that's exciting, but also other industries as well. So it's in, in industry and in food manufacturing to make sure food is safe and, and you know, pick out the best produce in uh, utilities to look at um, using sensor technology, getting some recordings to work out when pipelines, for example, need maintenance. So there's really a lot of opportunities with AI. It's very exciting. Uh, we've, we've followed along the remarkable journey of Dr. Dinesh Palapana. OAM, his inspirational path to becoming a doctor um, via, with Griffith University. And he started that journey and then that journey was disrupted by, uh, in his medical degree by a car crash. And he was supported to continue his medical degree with Griffith University to become the second quadriplegic doctor in Australia. He's now steering uh, disability advocacy. He's part of a team in the precinct that's breaking new ground in world-leading neuro-restoration technology. What will be the impact of the Gold Coast of this very bright future in rehabilitation care and spinal cord injury research? Well, it's, it's probably one of the things that really motivates me to do my job every day. Um, and we actually do have a project, um, which I'll talk to you about in a moment, um, that's taking it forward. But Dinesh's passion is just amazing. He's one of the most positive guys you're going to ever meet. And whenever I get a little bit, um, you know, flat about the fact that things take a long time to regress in these sorts of um, environments, you know, I just think of Dinesh and I think, wow, he's got this dream and we're going to make it happen. And hopefully, well, he's going to make it happen. So... Yeah, um, so Biospine is the research that they're doing. Obviously, Dinesh is doing so much other work as an emergency doctor um, and as a disability advocate and as a really an advocate for other people to study medicine and be involved in the healthcare and be involved in health in the workplace generally as, as disabled people. But Biospine is his baby and um, he says that it's, he's happy to be the guinea pig, <laughs> which is good because that, that is another piece of research that's been a bit disrupted. They wanted to move out to more... 
um, more patients for a clinical trial, but COVID-19 has um, stopped that for the time being. But so essentially what Biospine is, is it's um, a technology that creates a digital twin of the patient. And the digital twin is an exact replica of the patient's neuromuscular skeletal system. And what, then what they do is they use that model, which in, incorporates AI into it as well, um, to then create a program of rehabilitation using an electronic robotic um, device, like a restorative bike. What they do is they use functional electronic stimulation, which basically stimulates a pattern of muscle movement so the patient can actually move their legs. And then they connect this to a brain-computer interface. Sounds very exciting. Basically what that is is an EEG uh, attached to the brain, records the brain waves of, of the patient thinking about moving their legs and, and cycling. And then that's interpreted and, and translated into the muscle movement patterns. And then you get this beautiful feedback loop. So when the, when the legs move and, and move the bike, then you get some sensory feedback back into the model. Uh, and over time, it actually closes that loop that's broken by the spinal cord injury or by whatever other neurological inju injury the person might have. And it actually becomes more intelligent. So it says, well, okay, the patient's improving in their rehabilitation. How do we change that rehab, uh, those patterns up for them and, and keep that improvement going? And then what they're looking to do is, is also attach some um, augmented reality technology. So really make the, um, the process of not just sitting on a bike there, but actually, you know, Imagine the patient sitting there, I don't know, on the Tour de France or something, <laughs> and they're cycling along. That might be a bit of a, um, a not not a, a bit of a wild example, but essentially creating immersive environment and motivating environment to get that patient working and on their own rehab. So it's very empowering for patients that have been used to being, you know, moved about by physios and and and, uh, and other exercise physiologists, etc. So this is really empowering for them. And we're also then looking at some pharmacological, so some restorative. Um, stem cell type of of um, of treatments as well that might actually biologically regrow the, the damaged spinal cord tissue. So, yeah, if that all comes together, then, you know, I think beyond the horizon we can say maybe we will have a cure for spinal cord injury, which would be absolutely fantastic if that happened in the precinct. And I think Dinesh is not going to give up on that dream. Well, Cathy, the, um, the excitement for us here at the Academy is that we, we're working with, young people who will form part of the pipeline of talent uh, for your workforce for the precinct going forward. And to have the precinct on our doorstep and for Queensland Academy Health Sciences to be in the precinct and part of that, the, the inspiration that will flow from the, the ongoing work across research, health, AI, technology, uh, business, the collaborative uh, business focus and new opportunities that will um, deliver with the precinct. It's uh, an exciting time to be working in education. It's an exciting time to be where you are, um, creating something that's going to have enormous impact uh, for our futures and for the world. So it's been a, a fantastic insight to talk with you today and, again, very impressed with the the wealth of knowledge that you're able to share with us and inspire our community. Uh, and we look forward to being involved with the precinct in a very real and meaningful way for our students in collaboration going forward. And we look forward to hearing as our students graduate and become part of your workforce. We know some of our alumni are already there at the Gold Coast University Hospital starting their careers in, in uh, as medical practitioners that uh, 
that that pipeline and the the service mindset that our students develop here in in the international baccalaureate program will serve your precinct very well indeed queensland academy's health sciences campus is a selective entry senior high school for high achieving students in years 10 11 and 12. google qahs to find out more